Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm going back to where the beach is near. The beer is dear. There's plenty of women out of the crowd. Walk your head in one second. The whistle is gone. And slide on over at your back. By the Well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. We're here, lads. Episode four. Joined by Ross and Ron again, lads. As I say, as I said, the last three weeks. Great to be here. It's good to be back, I think is what I've said. Okay, keep here. that up, keep it up, Roscoe. I'm over the moon to be here, AJ. Wow, yeah, that's that's blown away by your response tonight, lads. How Bring are you? Energy. All good now, can't complain at all. Good week. Good week, yeah, it's Tuesday. Was it a good week? For you, just personally? Like, <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of nice winners. Oh, all oh, right, yeah. Derek Keening is to mention, lads. Derek yeah. Keening. We weren't on it. No. We weren't on we it. Unfortunately, none of us were on it. <laughs> he done a big double after the, the interview. Very popular interview, Marty. Yeah, look, I enjoyed it. Uh, he was very easy to talk to, Dara. Um, I'd say we might get him back on again. I think he's uh, going places in the old horse uh, racing world, so it's a good story and uh, one one to keep an eye out on, I think. Yeah, definitely. He's a good interview, and Ronan, your interview debut, I believe. Congratulations to you. Yeah, I had a great, great time doing it now. I was nervous. Were you? Nah, not really. Nah, not, <laughs> not you. Um, you were like, I'm trying to think of a, an interview here. Mar- Marty Morris. A couple of Malibu, <laughs> couple of Malibu and Cokes to suck me down. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you was in there Wednesday night. Uh, lock of the week didn't come in, lads. Roscoe, you're the winner, though, on it. Uh, Marty, you were void, so I was the loser. Yes. Ross, your game's tomorrow night. Your game's Ross, tomorrow night. Ross is three from three, though. Three from three now. I'm, I'm getting a bit of stick. People are saying I'm being a bit safe. Um, How was your so bet again? I had Ireland um, plus 12. Yeah. It was tight again. It was tight again, and it was... Uh, yeah, they um, lost, the by, the they lost by 11 points, oh, yeah. like 50. I had, of course, Claire Herders, but that was shite, to be honest. But, uh, look, that's gone. That's neither here nor there. Murta, you're three from three. Nine points, an unassailable lead almost, it, heading into the Christmas. Yeah, this is a big lead heading into Christmas and, now. And uh, Sligo Dancer. Yeah, uh, Mandarin Court Chicken Curry pulled it out of the bag for me. Um, Very popular. Yeah, we're gonna. What are we gonna do? Smother them white fronts? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we talked. Yeah, yeah. We talk to the to the guys in. Going <laughs> to talk to the guys in Chicken Curry. <laughs> talk to the guys in the Mandarin Court about uh, how to want to receive their prize. Hopefully, we could have our Christmas party there for the Sligo Way Pod, the Mandarin Court. Jesus, yeah. Oh, will it be open? Well, we'll see. things are looking good the last couple of days. Restaurants, do you reckon? Yeah. 
Oh, geez, I would. I'd like that. That'd be oh. nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we'd all have to get chicken curry, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and just, just be wearing the white ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we yeah. use the white ones as bibs. Some sort of bibs. <laughs> yeah. um, there was something else I was supposed to say there. Roscoe, Mona McSharry, you, you were mentioned earlier, actually. She had a good, a good week as well. Yeah, she did. She's uh, setting some good, impressive times over there in Tennessee. Um, there was a meet. Um, the Invitational. The Invitational, yeah. So third fastest in the programme history. Um, so she was in contention for a Sligo dancer this week for me anyways. She, well, we'll get to that at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> sorry, something that comes to me right there. Eh? We're chatting with Rustler Burgers off, off air. Marty, you have a story. Why did Rustler Burgers come up? We're talking about vaccines and saying people are afraid to take vaccines. <laughs> but the leader Rustler. But the leader Rustler. <laughs> I have no real story about Rustlers. Uh, back in my college days when uh, I was living in Galway with a couple of characters now and Arrow one day I went in shopping and um, I decided to pick up a Rustler's str- microwavable streaky bacon. Um, Sorry, no. Is this something in a bun or just, just bacon? Oh, no, it's just bacon. It Rustler's done that. Yeah, so it's stri- streaky bacon, 30 <laughs> right. seconds. Streaky bacon heaven. So anyway, I said I'd try this out. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay, pretty edible. But um, about three <laughs> months bacon. later, uh, Ronan Foley was making a hot chocolate in the microwave. And I was still coming out smelling the streaky bacon. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was the end a of nice my twist, uh, a nice twist in the hot chocolate. Um, yeah, there was a female living there as well. She wasn't <laughs> too impressed. For streaky that. hot chocolate. You know, man, Roscoe enjoyed the roster after a night out. He used to go to Tesco early on purpose when it was twenty four seven. Yeah, just to shake us. Uh, he'd like to just leave, yeah. disappear. Uh, and miss Tesco twenty four seven. Actually, yeah, there was some good cracking there now as well. You'd swear. The Do way you remember when that first opened twenty four seven? They served alcohol during the night. Really? Yeah. Swear. Um, got cancer amounts of time crates we were there the night we declared Mob Road on town and we were stopping in every takeaway from Envy to the Four Lights and then went to Tesco no? I don't know is it the guys that? were called we declared Mob Road and just <laughs> took over yeah hey, <laughs> no, you, met, you met some interesting people there in, in, in Tesco didn't you a certain American rapper oh Coolio yeah Turn <laughs> 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 that one no, no. Another yeah. um, I was roaring shouting at Coolio he was in the plane to Clarence I think it drew me boxers at him some big names at the time and um, <laughs> So I still roaring, um, I know how to shout at him, in, in Tesco and his entourage asked me down to the fish section and there was the rap master General Coolio himself waiting for me. Asking to see you when I, you get there. Yeah, to see. Oh, nice. Nice, very nice to see uh, what my problem was. We made up, um, but he wasn't too happy. Coolio, I forgot about that. That would have been the best CCTV footage ever, wouldn't it? Coolio. <laughs> well, that's a story. Yeah, forgot that. There's a few, a few stories with uh, half celebrities. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right, great intro. Uh, <laughs> correspondence, lads, lot in. A lot has come in the last few minutes. Um, this could take a while. We'll go to it next. Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, Mr. Burns. Uh, what's your first name? I don't know. Okay, time for correspondence. A uh, lot in this week, lads. A few late entries. Uh, Roscoe, I'm going to start with you. Very good question coming up. Yeah, this is a, a big one um, from At Chewy is Sound. Um, after the Survivor Series on Sunday night and the retirement of The Undertaker. R.I.P. The, big, the dead man. Dead man. Who, from your respective codes or any Sligo teams, would be the equivalent of The Undertaker? And the second part of the question, are there any old teammates of yours who would have been good additions to the WWE? So we'll start off with The, the Undertaker. Who'd be, me. Your, yeah, who'd be your equivalent? Um, equivalent, there's only one man there. Um, he would have played, maybe played you and Summerhill and Catherine as well. Uh, he would have played for 
Strand Celtic and Calera back in the day. I think he left at under 16. A guy called Paul Rogers who's in Summerhill with us. Um, he's actually a wrestler <laughs> in England now called the Solomon Lamb. So if you look him up, you'll find him there. So that's, that's an easy one for me. Paul Rogers is my Undertaker equivalent in terms of wrestling and longevity. I'd have to go um, Barry Doyle. He'd kill me for mentioning him probably. He's out <laughs> in Calera there. He's playing this year chance for us. I think he made his... I think I was about eight when I, he made his championship debut Jesus. and end up man, I ended up managing him this year in the championship <laughs> for Calera. So he's still going strong and hopefully see him next year. So go for Doyler for that one and good old Rogers, the Solomon Lamb. <laughs> Mur- Murty, still, Murty oh. wants the Solomon Lamb. I, I want the Solomon Lamb. I introduced Lamb, yeah. him to him early, about half an hour ago. Yeah, that's my wig gone now. I'm just going to be looking at Solomon Lamb for the week. Uh, I suppose uh, a wrestler type player would probably be, I'd have to go for the main man, Bart Fulham. Um I seen him make a few kamikaze tackles on a football pitch. Um, he seen him get a red card in tag rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, first, <laughs> the first ever game in tag yeah, rugby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's been known to throw a rock bottom or two out. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I go for Bart for the wrestling part of it. Um, for the kind of longevity and being around, I suppose uh, probably a character. And we still have Billy Brennan still playing football since uh, he's been playing for Cartridge United since he's about nine years of age. So he's still going now. I think he's thirty six. So he'd be kind of kind of the Undertaker longevity equivalent. I suppose in junior soccer terms itself. Gareth Kelly still scoring 20 goals a season. He's been, I think, playing for about 25 years, Super League football. Jesus. So. Let me think, uh, for longevity, uh, probably Peter Mullen. Peter Mullen played for the, the rugby club. Played yeah. St. St. Mary's. St. Mary's yeah. Sligo as well. Sligo as well, yeah. So he played well onto his late 30s. Um, so later than that, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, early 40s. So that's, fucking, that's good going. Must be 80 now. He fairly he looked after himself. <laughs> um, who would have been? And then I suppose uh, honourable mention. I suppose Karen Cassidy would probably have that Undertaker like expression on his face he when does he played. Actually, yeah, yeah, doesn't he? No expression on the face on his face, no matter what he's doing. So he, a bit of a bit of a dead man look there. Um, likes hurting people as well. I suppose a bit of a similarity there. Um, how did the Taker go out on Sunday night? I don't know. I think he went, came out like he came in. I think there was a, a, a casket. Tribute. I think yeah, he, with the casket. But I think the, I seen a hologram of Paul Bearer. <laughs> he managed to make it in for the, the farewell. Oh, he's dead. Is he? Paul, Paul Bearer's oh, dead. Jesus yeah. Christ! Is he actually or dead or he's he? actually dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. he actually was a funeral. You sure, Marty. Yeah, you've been known to accuse people of being dead. There's no evidence of that either. I don't think. Edited out actually. Yeah, it'll be a Christmas special that we'll we'll need some bloopers. Yeah, no, Undertaker's gone. Went out there. Paul Bearer made it up for the, the last occasion. That was a nice touch now. What was Bearer at? Just raising the urn? Just a bit of... <laughs> <laughs> raising the urn, yeah. yeah. Good question, Chewy. Um, Marty, you're up next. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, Ryan Lynch is back again as uh, Laura Shady McGee. Um, so Shady McGee here again. Question for me and the lads. Uh, would we give up our luscious locks of hair and become natural, naturally bald for Cyber Rovers to win the Champions League? And that's the same question to you, Ross, in terms of Ireland winning the Web Ellis. And Edo Sligo winning the Sam Maguire. Uh, I take this. I shave my head for over to win the Champions League. Well, yeah, well, I like, do a lot more. It's a, my oh, hair's going to fuck anyway, to be honest. Um, so <laughs> I shaved it during lockdown. So yeah, 100% I shave it for Sligo to win, to win Sam after seeing the crack was had back in 2007 after winning Connacht. Imagine in All-Ireland, like con- the county areas had shut down. So yeah, 100%. percent i do a lot more as well. Yeah, absolutely. R- you agree for Ireland winning, Ross? Yeah, yeah I would. I would. You would definitely do a lot more. Oh, wouldn't you do so? How, how far would you bring I remember it? I, when I was in, uh, living in Australia, we moved over, went over to New Zealand for the uh, Rugby World Cup and we had absolutely no money. So we were basically just lumping on Ireland to win every week. And if they won, <laughs> we managed to stay for another week, could afford another week. But uh, 
was absolutely running out of money. Just gave up the deposit in my house in Australia, left my job, everything to stay on. And then uh, we uh, got knocked out then by Wales. Wales, yeah. yeah. And then I uh, had to go back, no house, uh, no job, nothing. So, yeah, I'd, I'd gladly shave the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I nearly got sacked once for going to a Rovers match in Europe as well. So it was back in my, uh, when I worked in the Buckies, it was the week of Galway and Goodwood. So you're allowed, you're allowed no leave, but your Rovers were playing in the Ukraine and that's it, I was going. So but I ended up getting stuck on the Friday. Uh, the damn French were on strike. Of course, so I was flying back Kiev to Paris, Paris to Dublin. And of course, the French were striking. And uh, so I think I was supposed to be back in Saigo at about eight o'clock on the Friday evening. I got back Sunday afternoon about half four. Having missed, uh, yeah, having missed a full week of work when ah. Galway and Goodwood was on. But Did you play in the French? Oh, I've been in the French, yeah. Jeez, I, won't, I, I, won't fly, I won't fly Air France again, <laughs> and I actually won't go to France again, or um, fly through French airspace. Fair yeah. play. I work, uh, I missed enough work, but lucky for me, back to Sly Oaks, and in them good days, I was working with the, for the brother, like, and he was playing, so if he was off, I was off. Even though, <laughs> even though he was usually back to work, and I'd still be off. So <laughs> <laughs> I was found in some bad circumstances now. <laughs> Anyways, good question. Um, got one here on the Facebook message. Only one person seems to mention this. This, this method of messaging. Um, <clears throat> hello, gang. I'm wondering if you have any suggestions where it would be a good environment to play cricket in the Sligo region. We often play in the race course, which is good space, but it's often not ideal due to dogs being walked by passers-by. They are often not being kept in leads, resulting in disruptions to our games, and twice last year, dogs ran off with our cricket balls, resulting in game abandonment. Have you any suggestions on where it would be an alternative location for our cricket games, where games would not be disrupted in a such way? That's from Mandapar in Balahi. Uh, Given the suggestions straight away, Riverstown, because I think they do have a cricket thing. They play cricket out there. Pretty open and closed, though, is it? That I think so, yeah. It's yeah. Mandapar, not, yeah, Mandapar, yeah. And the race course good. If just uh, maybe a sign to keep dogs or leads, Mandapar, and... Off you go. Off you go. Play All a few googlies and off you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, a few LBWs and you're away. <laughs> uh, a few, few on Twitter. There's a good few questions coming there, lads. Uh, where have I got that Facebook messages me all messed up? Um, yeah, there's one there. Best showers in the county. And um, is it true that... Oh, sorry. <coughs> the double question. From Enda Mitchell. Uh, the best showers... Best dressing room showers in the county, and can you shed light in the room that Johnny Giles lives in Ransborough? Um, yeah, there is a Johnny Giles lookalike who lives beside the football pitch in Ransborough. A uh, few run-ins with him, a few <laughs> balls have gone missing, and <laughs> Giles has got a few shouts over the years. And best dressing room showers, Ransborough do not have the best dressing rooms, but I would say, in my opinion, they'd have the best showers. No, interesting, very powerful. From a football point of view, we're in a scrolling actually. In a scrolling, big, big, down dressing rooms out there. Are they big? Or no, what? Are we talking water quality or spaciousness here? Well, I'm talking spaciousness in the dressing rooms. Yeah, you do want a good a good pump. Oh, there's a serious pump in there. Park has great shower facilities. Yeah, very good. Good pump in there. But in a scrolling actually for the overall experience because usually you're absolutely freezing when you come in from there anyway. Mark, which are shite for a county ground. Roscoe. No, the rugby club ones are Rugby club showers all over the country <laughs> are uh, disgusting, actually. Where do I you bring me to a game last year? You collected me. Is it Galwegians? Galwegians is brutal, yeah. Oh, There's three different you sections want, to it, You yeah. want fucking injections, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, you're it's dirty getting back out of the shower. I never get the showers in. It was de- there was no light anyways, because I wouldn't have <laughs> no, another the lights one. Never, that light's been broken for years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see a thing, like. Oh, it was, it was absolutely fucking... It was just, it was wild. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good question there. Um, Galwegians won't be getting the dancer of the week, so? no. Ooh. <laughs> um, um, Darren McGarity have gone for goal via Armand in 2002 that's from Maliki uh, Tacton Hemlock Maliki McGowan Maliki uh, good question Mal um, 
short answer, yes, but maybe with a no. Because, uh, look, after they lose the replay, you're going to say yes. But if they'd won the replay, sure, of course, you'd say no. Yeah, I'll say, I'm going to say no. I know. Yes, it's the same. <laughs> yes, no. But look, we could have come out with nothing that day. So I know, I agree. You should have taken the point. Yeah, it's a tight angle. I said no. Ross, do you remember that game? Briefly. I think I was actually watching it in the Beach Hotel in Mullockmore. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Nordies down, get, making a lot of noise. Rumbunctious Nordies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll go for no, so? No. No, yeah. no three no's. Um, Shooter Kelly with a very good question, lads. <clears throat> best, best player you've all played with and against for all three of us? Ross, uh, go to you. Uh, I will go with one of the best players I've played with. Probably go with Mata Fafita. Um, yep, the big Tongan big Tongan bear I remember when he first came over to Ireland when he was 18 and uh, the stuff he was able to do in the gym was just absolutely ridiculous he when he came over he was only 18 he was living with me when he came over Jesus no English Christ. communicating via a laptop um, translation <laughs> yeah so I had to give him the like laptop like Mojo in the Simpsons he'd write in his Tongan yeah yeah <laughs> pray, for pray, for <laughs> pray for Mata pray for Mata yeah, he was a happy man. He used to buy a, a cooked chicken every week, and he was, he was going through some amount of them. So he was, but uh, he used to type in and the, the tongue in the English dictionary. So that was how we communicated. What was while, that? No, sorry. Oh, what age? Eighteen. I think it's about twenty. I was about twenty-one. It was in the Brooklyn days. So probably about 21, 22 yeah, I was. Are, yeah. yeah. So he's only. He's not. Oh, geez, he's, I didn't think he was. Yeah, yeah. Enough, so he was. Uh, he was phenomenal. Um, um, gone on and he's 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 played with Connacht and and done some good things. So he's thankfully back with us now and. He's uh, he broke his arm there uh, recently in the second game of the season against Galwegian. So unlucky, he actually broke his arm here yeah, before. Yeah, was there watching. Yeah. So he's hopefully uh, the word is he'll be back in uh, the new year. Fingers crossed. And that's another one against against. Um, I'm going to go with Mike Ross. Um, played for Malahide. Um, so he did at the very very tail end of his uh, career. Act. In fact, I think it was the last game he ever played. You put him into retirement. I think he was absolutely disgusted. Uh, I was straight off that match off the pitch to uh, fly over to McHugh Stag in Liverpool. <laughs> oh yeah, we give you a great welcome. We were in good form at six o'clock on a Saturday evening in Liverpool after the second day. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike Ross there. That's basically it now. He's actually in bed by eight. Sorry. <laughs> that's it, yeah. That's, uh, that's mine. Yeah, I, I suppose over the years I've played with a good view and played against a good view. Even taken into my uh, years of chairmanship after that, early retirement after that bad injury I suffered, you know. Yeah. Um, back in the early days, played with we. I started playing junior football at Ross's Point. Um, David McDermott was there. He was a fantastic player. He had trials with Spurs. Played with Rovers. Uh, Nicky Brujos was there. Actually, he was a good, uh, a brilliant player. Uh, but probably the best I'd go with, maybe kind of overall, and I could probably include this with best with and against, um, would be Colin Jinks. Um, just a sensational footballer. Uh, he's been playing junior league soccer for about I'd say fifteen, sixteen years now. Um, just he's a, he is probably the best I've probably seen. Jinxy, Jinxy, yeah, very, very good. Not Jinxy um, Cat, no, <laughs> no, no. Jinxy Cat's a different person, a great footballer as well. Though. So <laughs> the Jinxy Cat. Uh, so yeah, I, I might just use Jinxy for both there. Probably if you're going for like best players at the minute, maybe against uh, like watching the league, you might be looking at me like Gary Armstrong, um, sensational footballer. Uh, Niall Murphy actually when he played for Strand last year, if he yeah, decided good. to play soccer, I think he'd be playing at a higher level. Uh, but there's a good few players dotted around the league now, so. But I, I give Colin Jinks the, the, the shout. Yeah, good question. Um, I'm going to go with <coughs> GEA. Um, it's in Letter Kenny. Um, I told you a few tales there earlier, lads. I did it off here, but uh, thankfully, the Freshers team, 
Uh, Neil McGee, the Donegal fullback, All Ireland winner, and All Star was playing uh, for Freshers, and he's about the same size he is now. He was a beast, like. Um, he had actually won a Sigerson for Sligo the year before, so he shouldn't even play in Freshers. He was <laughs> he came back as a first year. The next, he was he was still young, but anyways, yeah, he's playing midfield, and he was just he just ran show ran games. Uh, so Neil McGee, best player played with and against, played with him as well. But uh, I go junior soccer, different change of sport then. For against, I go Lee Marshall. Um, I just had in his pomp he's still handy on the ball but he, yeah. uh, he controlled games like he just things slowed down kind of around him I thought uh, Marshall I thought was excellent yeah very very good player now has to be uh, said Lee good big shout out there um, that's oh no one more good question as well actually uh, David Goulden Goulden sorry goes <laughs> did Willie Rogers ever get his young fella sorted out with a club I'd um, say so that's the call to Eamon Mullen <laughs> um, Willie's two young fellas were looking to play with the ball with Calera uh, one was 18 the other was 38 was, yeah, yeah. Um, was he a hurler or was he a footballer oh, no they didn't, they didn't like, Clare, move to Clare they were, yeah. football, they were footballers uh, Willie's young fellas um, he was invited to the dinner dance where it was a few pints and a thing and that was talking Willie's language but he didn't get them playing with Clara that year I know for a fact um, but the two boys didn't I remember him shouting to Marcy his wife looking for the age Willie did but yeah, Eamon didn't pull through with the transfer forms. Um, so, no, David, Willie Rogers, young fellas, didn't get playing that bit of ball that time. Um, Sad. That's all the questions. Oh, one announcement, the correspondence we got on to you before that <coughs> with Ogre Retro, Orga Retro Wear. Thank them for uh, getting involved with us for that jersey and the pair of white fronts. Uh, Mark Gordon, the Gord, I think he's on Twitter, uh, and a scrum man. He is our winner of our jersey, lads. We'll get on to him later in the week. Come on, Gordo. Congratulations. Yoo-hoo. Nice treat for Christmas. Yep. Okay. And of course, uh, we want to see a picture of you wearing both. Yeah, but I think he, he did tag someone. So he oh, did, that's up to guy, him then. Yeah, has to wear them. Uh, come back with a bit of soccer. Football. Football. Awuga. Awuga. John Fashnu. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm not getting into that as a story. It was a question with the wolf, the wolf man. <laughs> something they seen with him last week or something. But anyways. Um, Mert, a bit of junior soccer news last week. I should have I should have mentioned it. Yeah, it kind of um, went out of my head too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so look, again, we're recording here on Tuesday night. There's going to be an announcement this week at some stage as to what level we're coming out of. Um, now, at level three, we weren't actually allowed play games, but we were allowed train. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be any alteration to that this this time, um, but basically the the league itself has put out fixtures for the first week in January, the 9th and the tenth of January, uh, on the assumption that hopefully coming out of level five that we might be able to be in a position to play games. But I suppose the main thing is it just allows the clubs to go back training. Um, you couldn't really, you know, even if we were able to play in in December, like you couldn't really expect teams after after this much of a gap to just go out and play. But um, it's a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel anyway you know it, it, even if we don't get them fixtures it gives us something to aim for over Christmas yeah. uh, I'd be definitely hopeful that we'll be able to get back training from next week I think you're the same Ross, we're the same hopefully from the second we're back yeah, yeah. so I think we'd be, we'd be similar to that so I suppose we'll probably just take it as pre-season uh, speaking from Cartron but yeah it's a bit of good news anyway that at least look if, bit of hope isn't it yeah if things are going well uh, we should be able to be back playing the 9th and 10th of January I was chatting the straw manager the other day myself and he was saying the same 
that like it's the boys I think they're doing bits and putting it into their WhatsApp group that they're doing little bits of runs or whatever but now it's a bit of hope that yeah yeah it's hard, it's hard to keep it going because even yeah. that time when the fixtures were called off the la- or the fixtures were you know you could still train for about two weeks after that but you know you kind of felt like well what was the point and numbers were kind of getting high at that stage so you didn't want to really put anybody at risk um, yeah. but yeah no you, like I think the lads even for the minute even if they could just get back training I think look training can be done safely as far as I that can definitely could, could and, yeah. and matches as well yeah, well, look like, how we've done it the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was like I, I don't know inside Leach from was Sorry, there we, but I was gone. I was at the matches. Yeah, so well, no, was, yeah. but at that time, you know, everyone's playing Gaelic, everyone's yeah, playing yeah. soccer. Do you know, like I, I, it seems to be you know um, outdoor events. It, it does seem to be a lot safer, even if you are playing against other teams. You know, nah, yeah. Look, you're not. No, I'm not getting into it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was done safety before. I know winter's a bit, maybe a bit different, but yeah, no, hopefully there is a bit of a light there now. Anyway, so. definitely. Um, Controversy, controversy, controversy during the week. Poor old Stephen Kenny. Um, I think the people who the ball. people who want to find a stick to beat him found one. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't like. Look, we don't know the details of what was actually in. This Supposedly, video. it was just it was goals against England. A three minute video. Two and a half minutes of nineteen sixteen stuff. But yeah. no, it's just a scoreboard that said nineteen sixteen because someone tweet in Wembley. It was only like thirty Maybe. seconds of a narrative of history or something. Yeah, yeah, with a few images. Yeah. And sure, look, if, if anybody playing for Ireland is getting offended by something like that, you shouldn't be playing for Ireland, no? Different, different, different cultures. I suppose a lot of people uh, still go back to the, the Jack Charlton days when a lot of team were of English descent and stuff. Yeah, and they were rebel, rebel songs. songs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people refused that during the week. Uh, but it's just that it's different times now. Uh, uh, maybe, but sure, like... But someone has know. it in from, obviously. Well, like, yeah, clearly. That's, that's, that's what it is at yeah, the end of the day. I, like, I would think that, yeah. the dressing room should be sacred, and if you have grievances, you take it up with your, your management, and not, then, the, um, not the board. Uh, but it's only 2014 John Delaney was on video oh, you yeah, know, singing Rebels, were, yeah exactly you know yeah. I mean? like, I mean, um, as well like it's just um, absolutely what he didn't need at the moment no and then I was like who, the, who was I listening to the other day I was listening to Joe Malloy the Sunday pay per view and they were, they were on with oh if he needs that to, to, to up a team they took it they didn't, they didn't care about really English narrative of it they just cared about that he this if this is the way he's motivating them doesn't it shock? It's, it's, it's very old school. And, yeah, they lost three and that's what they're talking about. Two weeks later, that came up. Then. Exactly. Yeah, and but like I suppose just with the week it was in it with the hundredth anniversary of Bloody Sunday and that. If they'd won, what would have we said about it? Well, I think. Oh, like, up the rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly's going to give a statement. The yeah. goalkeeper, yeah, saying it wasn't me. It wasn't, like, yeah. yeah, but even like you know, like I think, like I'm probably going to stick up. Like I will probably stick up for Kenny a bit more than the average person being a Rovers fan or a League of Ireland fan or whatever. But like. If we'd won the game against Slovakia, like this whole thing is, it's very different. If we qualify for the Euros, this isn't even a story. That was probably the the big, the only game he's managed that mattered. And exactly. they, were, they were pretty good. I know Slovakia were missing players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ireland were good that they were. missing players that time yeah. too with the two lads on the plane or whatever. But uh, I don't know. It, like, How long does he get now though? If, well, if, if, if the World Cup qualifiers don't start yeah, well, what happens? Well, like, it was kind of unprecedented this year. They've played nine games in three months. Yeah. Which is it's crazy. It's crazy. Football, anyway. like. Yeah. But like these nations, nation, like, the day they lost to Slovakia to play two Nations League games, the, the Sunday and the Wednesday after yeah. that. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to get any team up for that after losing on penalties and your main goal is gone. Yeah. It's like I, and then first couple of games maybe weren't great. Like, last in the last two weeks, our team was, I don't know, we're missing about 15 players. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can judge them on, on that. 15 starting players as guy, well. Like. Yeah, is he exactly. a Portsmouth like, fella? Like, I used to think yeah. know most players. Like, Curtis, yeah. No, 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 no. There's no. a guy who's in the squad but not 
he wasn't named, but he was there with them at Wembley. Looked no, like he's there at the Aviva against yeah. Bulgaria. So who was he? Not really sure. Like a, a less jacked up Traore, didn't he, for, for, for Wolves? <laughs> <laughs> he's a force over there. I can't think of his name, but yeah, like, no, that just yeah. shows but that he, like, he was called in, had to go again. Like, he didn't did he go again? Yeah, yeah but like, they had to call people in. Oh, they had to, yeah. And yeah. then I was kind of not pissed off, but like, did the sacrifice the other two on a bit then? Yeah, I suppose we, we did mention that last yeah, week. We yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah, we did mention that last no, week. No, like, yeah, the, um, I suppose it was like with the world ranking, I suppose. You know, to be seated second in the groups, well, we, that's we obviously didn't get. No, look, he's definitely under a bit of pressure. Like, you know, you can't just keep going on. Oh, he's playing good football or whatever. He's definitely under pressure. But like, I think the guy deserves to lead us into the next qualifying campaign. It's not just f- football now. It seems there's a bit of politics involved but, as well. Yeah, it's, if, it's if, if, there's if, definitely people out from. But like, the old school, or like the, the Mick McCarthy fans, or from Richard Dunn has written articles. We see Robbie Keane wasn't kept on yeah. as the assistant manager, and a lot of the older there's players. A lot of pull in that as well. Like, yeah, there's a lot of the older players seem to have gripes with that. But at the um, moment now, it seems a bit, there's, there's the outgoing CEO is still there. The new CEO is coming in, the guy Hill from, from over in the English FA. So he had to go and um, explain himself to both CEOs. Yeah, like, so yeah. it's nearly like two different investigations under one for one incident. Like It just seems to be a bit of a shambles. It's crazy, yeah. Well, obviously, that's an understatement. The FBI is a shambles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so. um, if the old players are, are, yeah, Ian Hart with a few goals when he first was round as well, didn't he? Um, there's a few, didn't make me... Mick McCarthy's old boys are kind of yeah, uh, and I say it's the Mick thing and it's the Robbie well, King Mick doing his commentary well. now wasn't too complimentary of his. No, style. he hasn't been either. Um, like even I remember the time Brian Kerr got the job. Like it was like the knives were out for them straight away. Like, yeah. like Stephen Kenny might not be the man, and like I, I had a few arguments with the lads at the weekend. He <clears> might not be the man, but like who are you going after? Like Mick McCarthy. Like people were saying Mick McCarthy got us to the playoffs of the Euros. He didn't. It no. was the nation. We lost three six it was games in the nation. Reward for failure. For failure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like anybody, I could have, I would have managed us to them players. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so yeah, you, you won one the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I might have. Big Sam's been named dropped by a few locals. Yeah, Big Sam, yeah, he's been some gravy, pints of gravy, yeah, <laughs> some dodgy sheiks. <laughs> Anyways, look, yeah, Stephen Kenny, we're giving time. Okay, um, trying something new this week, lads. We're 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 recording. I was talking to you. There's no ladies in the room, Ross. Oh no! To talk to the followers. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll reword that. So, uh, lads in the room, we're trying something new this week, and ladies and gentlemen out in the the public That's sphere. Thank you. Um, it's Tuesday night. We're recording tonight, but <clears throat> since Rovers got postponed last Friday, uh, we're going to do a live Zoom straight after that game and add it to this week's show. So here's our reaction to hopefully Rovers win against Derry tomorrow night. <laughs> right, if you join us now, it's Wednesday night. Uh, as we recorded last week, I told you, this is a special Zoom recording for the, the Rovers section with Marty. Uh, get your passport, Marty. You going to Europe? Yeah, uh, that's that's one, one stumbling block uh, out of the way now. Um, surely the, the bow that loan won't, uh, won't nah. stop us out. Now, I forget about them, I think. Um, uh, I was going to say, what a game. What a game for wrong reasons. First half now was, was pretty poor, wasn't it? Yeah, look, they, did, look, they didn't play well at all. Uh, I mean, there was probably a, a 15 minute period at the start of the second half where I thought we looked strong enough. Um, but like overall, it was very poor. Dirty, probably two great chances there in the last 10 minutes, I suppose, uh, of normal time. Um, now, we came out, I thought we came out stronger at the start of extra time. But um, yeah, look, it was just it was a poor performance. I thought Niall Morhan was badly missed. Um, and I just think there was nobody really. I lost track of the amount of times that Seymour lost the ball. Uh, David Cawley lost it. Like, lads didn't have great games now, but I suppose um, the main thing is we got through anyway. 
Yeah, uh, I felt the first half myself, they were more kind of hoping for a Derry mistake for any opportunity at all, wasn't it? Like it was hit it long, yeah. we might get a wee flick or Derry might might slip up or something might just break for us. There was no... Yeah, there was, yeah, total, end, was there? yeah, there was no cohesion really to what we were trying to do. Um, it was, you know, look, I don't want, you don't want to get on their backs, but I suppose the, the story coming out of Derry this week was that um, they basically hadn't been training in the two weeks. Uh, you know, I don't know the Rovers maybe start believing into that hype and just thought they had to show up to, to win the game. But uh, certainly in the first 25 minutes, half an hour, Derry were far superior. Um, now, look, they didn't create a whole pile. Uh, we created a couple of chances in the first half. Uh, Junior and Cotton both had chances. But, um, like, I, I think, you know, they could be playing there till probably semi-final in Tal on Sunday. And I don't think either team would have scored, to be honest. No, even the two with the efforts off the crossbar for both sides. Um, Derry had a few kind of half openings in the second half, um, but the tame shots at Egg McGinty then. But like he had, he still had to save them. Like though, yeah, like Rovers, like as I said, Rovers were probably the better team in the second half, but Derry probably had the better of the chances. Um, yeah, McGinty had a couple to save. Your man, the sub, uh, I can only think of Figueroa. Figueroa, yeah, he was dangerous, yeah. wasn't he? He looked lively. Like he nearly caught us on the counter a few times. He was lively, yeah. He was nearly, he was, he's, he's a player that I'd love to see us have, you know, like that kind of, like I know Junior, like Junior's, like has, I thought was very good tonight in, in his general play, but just that directness and speed of Figueroa when he came on, I thought made a huge difference. Uh, he had that chance, and again, he, he didn't have to do much to save it. Uh, then, of course, man cracked the crossbar with five minutes to go as well. Yeah. Um, but again, I thought going in then to, in extra time, I, I did think we were the better team. Like, we're the only team that really looked like scoring in extra time. Um, we had the, the header that hit the bar as well. That was junior, probably should have scored. Uh, now, we didn't create a whole pile again. Uh, Donnan with the free kick, and there was a couple of half kind of chances. But Cooper, uh, in a, Cooper cut in a few times and probably could have done better. Yeah, yeah. Probably lacked a natural uh, balance. Uh, when, like, I, I know people would be uh, quick, quick to get at Jesse Deavers, but... Uh, like you know, he, he, at least he keeps the width and keeps it. I just felt with Cooper, and I can fairness to the lad, it's not his position, he's not a right winger, but uh, he whipped in some great. But like, I couldn't yeah. understand, yeah, your man call it left back, let him turn inside onto his left foot every time, which yeah. was, was surprising. And we whipped in a couple of great balls, but I just I always felt that we kind of looked kind of unbalanced with him on the left, on the right, and Junior on the left. You know, there was no real width to our play. I thought Reagan Donnan now with a great game was the best I've seen him play in a while. Um, I thought he, he had a great game. Uh, John Mann was excellent again in the centre half. Um, Buckley started well. It wasn't great probably for the last 20 minutes of normal time, but, but came into the game uh, as extra time went down in centre midfield. So there's still a couple of good performances, but we we'll need to uh, raise a few levels for Sunday. Yeah, we'll go on Sunday in a minute. Um, I suppose that the next thing is the big talking point the penalties, but they were turgid. I keep thinking they were turgid a bit. They were brutal, I'll just say. I thought from Derry's. Whatever about juniors miss, but Derry's were poor now. Ah, jeez, Derry's were horrible, horrible penalties. I mean, the one Conor, Conor McCormick's one, I'd say it's it's probably still in the air. It's probably <laughs> heading for the Colony bypass at the minute. Absolutely <laughs> the atrocious. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then yeah, the, the next penalty after that was bad too. But the, the one, yeah, the last he, one was. He took a sort of turf up with him, and I was worried when Buckley stepped up because he kind of threw a bit away. Exactly. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. that down. He's going to slip himself here. Yeah, well, other than Junior, though, the Rovers have sucked their penalties pretty well out, you know. Yeah. Um, 
that last penalty, the last third penalty was absolutely atrocious. It was. Uh, maybe he's put um, off by the kind of group of uh, suddenly five people appeared behind the goals for the penalty. <laughs> yeah, I'd say there might have been a bit of checking going on there. There was uh, there was also someone on the Did you see the fellow on the Tracy Avenue side? Yeah, uh, he was standing. He was standing in his back garden, but. Uh, we were laughing here that I think it was one time in the second half the ball was down and there was a bit of a delay and a throw being taken and the hands were up in the air the, the usual <laughs> shout at the referee so there was but uh, ah, look it's a pity it's on nights like that I was standing on my balcony here looking out the window I still find it hard to believe sometimes that uh, you know you could see the lights in the showgrounds on you could hear the music and still kind of find it hard to believe that you're not actually going to the game you know the music was actually fantastic the ref didn't start second half extra trying because of the music <laughs> get no, the actually, game turned off <laughs> From where I am in town here, you can hear it perfectly. I was out just before the game, and you could hear the uh, the Johnny Chad a bit, and, and the ref was blowing for at the start of the second half. I was out as well. You could hear him blow the whistle up there. So, but yeah, it's pity pity for nights like that you couldn't be there. And it's probably the sort of night where look, there would have been a big crowd there tonight in the cup quarter final, and maybe it would have spurred us on to a bit better. But again. We do got little, there. Do a little chirping birds in the gantry had a bit of crack as well, no fair. Yeah, there was. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, it took a while to get rid of them. And someone, I heard a fella shouting that Tommy Higgins that his car was open. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, Tommy Higgins' car door was open at one yeah. stage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, look, it's a, a cup games are for winning, aren't they? It's not about performance. That's it. Yeah, so, cup quarter final, just get through to semi final. And, look, I know at Lone are there, in, but, like, are at Lone going to beat Dundalk? Shams, whoever, even if we don't beat Shams? No, we shouldn't. Like, I, I would assume we'd be safe enough that you can, so, I think... Get the passports ready, is it? Get the passports ready, I think. Yeah, look, you still don't really want to say it just in case. Uh, but I don't know, it'd be the biggest shock in the history of I don't know, sports, maybe. If, uh, if bed. Home. He couldn't have cashed out in his bed if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what do you reckon, Sunday? It's, it's, it's a short... Ter- well, I know it's only Wednesday. It's not that short a turnaround, but it's end of a... Not the end of a long season, but it's winter football. I know Tal has a good surface, but yeah, it's, on it's a free shot in a way, but Shams. Yeah, it's a free shot at them. Um, I, I kind of, I think I might have mentioned that last week, probably like la- the last round probably would have been the time to get Shams. You know, they probably didn't have, them. probably hadn't played a competitive game. They'd won the league about four or five weeks, but they'd wrapped it up before then. So, uh, look, it's going to be tough going in there. I think that Finn Harps game, the fact that they came back to win 3-2 yeah. might actually be the worst thing that could have happened to us. Because, We're not going to be complacent again, you think, for the first half? As no, parents, like, that yeah. might be the chance to get them. But look, as you say, look, it's a free hit at them. I still, like, they're a good side, but like, you'd expect Niall Moran to come back into the team. Um, you'd expect maybe Devers to come back into the team. Uh, probably give us a little bit more balance. Where I would Moran in if he comes back? Centre-mid? Uh, Moran has to go back in centre-mid. Yeah. yeah. Um, he'd be the first name. Out of the three, I'm not sure what, what system Buckley will go with. I'm sure he'd probably go a probably four three three that kind of served us well since lockdown. Uh, I think Moran yeah, more definitely has to play. Um, I, I I just like as you say yourself, it, it's a free shot. It's not going to be easy uh, going to Shams like they're kind of they're on such a roll. It's going to be hard to stop them. One off cup game up there. Uh, maybe that game we've had, you know, we've had two weeks nearly off now ourselves, so maybe that game tonight will actually stand to us, you know. Yeah, well, as you said, we probably think we got better definitely as the game went on. So, Rusty, well, I know it should be Rusty after two weeks, but definitely grow into it and as extra time with them, we better team. So, maybe Tala might suit us a bit more, less heavy pace yeah. tonight. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it might. Yeah, and like, 
you look, you just go up there and try and make a start on them. The, the, the time we played them the last day in the league, yeah. I actually felt we started all right. I actually felt for the first 40 minutes we played really well. Unfortunately, we did. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we give, and we gave away the second goal. The second goal, both goal was a, well, it was a great ball from Jack Byrne over the top, but you'd expect it to be defended. So I suppose, um, like you would, I just think you need to make the start, maybe keep it solid for, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour. And then just maybe look to, like, they are a good side, but, but they can be definitely got at there defensively. Like, Harp scored two goals against them. Like, there's no reason why we can't score a couple of goals against them. But even when uh, they went 3-2 up on Harps, the Harps still made it the odd chance. Like, so still, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, Harps had chances. And I think, actually, that the way Shams, like, we, we'll be playing Shams, Shams are, are bound to have more of the ball against us. I think that actually might suit us. We're, we're a very quick transition from defence to attack when we're on it. You know, so look, I think it's it might be very similar to the, the Dundalk game a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. We're probably not we're not going to see a lot of the ball, but um, I suppose we just got to try and hit them on the counter. And when we do create any opportunities, we're going to have to take. Yeah, well, look, it's something to look forward to, isn't it? Sunday. What time is that? Yeah. Sunday actually. Uh, two o'clock Sunday. Oh, lovely, lovely. Have yeah. the roast dinner. Whoever Rossler or the roast dinner, we don't haven't decided yet. Uh, watch, watch it with. But, but it's maybe a, a streaky bacon sandwich, mate. <laughs> um, come here, Ed McGinty. We can put the photo up now with the wife runs. So he's our week two winner, of course. So unfortunately, he didn't save, save a penalty. But he made us our big in the goals. We're credit with, we're credit with him putting them off for the penalties. 100%, yeah. Yeah, our winner for week two. And uh, before we go, Marty, uh, a few words on Diego Maradona, who passed away today. Yeah, look, um, what can you say? You know, absolute character. Um, <laughs> sad news. I, I suppose we're just at the age where we probably missed him. Yeah, just, yeah, we just seen the end of him, and I, I suppose the end of him wasn't great. But like, I mean, it's there for all to see, like what he did. I, like, I know people get into the debates of the best ever, but like for me, like I, I seen, I sent you on a clip today. There was two and a half minutes of what he did in Mexico in '86, just yeah. from that one World Cup. It was absolutely sensational. Uh, you look at Napoli, I mean, never, like, I don't know how they won the Scudetto before. They certainly haven't won it since. He won it twice with them. He won the UEFA Cup with them. Uh, still treated like a god over there. Um, yeah, I think, like, just for sheer, like, breathtaking ability, I think he's the best I've seen anyway. Yeah, they'll never, they'll never be, um, they'll never be a player like him because of the circumstances as well. Like, off, his off-the-pitch activities and stuff, they'll just, they'll just never be, he was one, one of a kind, wasn't he? Ah, oh, big time, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, they don't make them like uh, him anymore. And you have to remember, too, you know, the, the time he played, like, in the mid, mid to late 80s and early 90s, like, I mean, it was a different time for football. Like, there wasn't, you know, I think there's that famous picture of Belgium with seven men around him and they couldn't get the ball off him. But, like, he shipped an awful lot of tackles. You know, yeah. fellas, were, fellas were just going out to, to basically hurt him, like, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad one now. And it was actually, I think, quite ironic, you know, that um, himself and... Uh, George Best have passed away in the same day, like two real yeah. flawed geniuses, two, two flawed geniuses. Maradona gone at 60 and George Best was gone at 59. The ultimate flawed geniuses, yeah. We'll leave it that, Murty. Up the Rovers and rest of the Up the Rovers, yeah. I, I still think we'll do it on Sunday, by the way. You do? Oh, I just have a feeling. I have a feeling. Our name's oh. on the cup for some reason. Uh, not like your tips tonight. 5-0. Uh, oh, look, 5-0. We owe them, uh, we owe them for... <laughs> The famous Halloween night in 2006. So. Jeez, I got it. I got it squirted off by the face night that night off the pitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Up the Rovers. Up Good the night. Rovers. Chance here for Jesse Sloan. Can he score? Yes! 
Right, we're back. Before we go into GA, Ross Boyle, Tansy just question you here. <laughs> you, you told, I can't remember this. When did I tell you, you this story? A, you, you told Tansy you made exhibit and you're brought backstage with a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> I don't know where the wheel. Like, if we're going to tell a lie. Why would I make up about a wheelchair like her? <laughs> <laughs> you're putting the words to me about it. Well, at least it was medic- <laughs> a medicinal. What was ever used backstage then? Anyway, and exhibit so. was there with loads of medicinal weed. This is what I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, exhibit, if you're listening in, ha- holla at us. <laughs> um, right, G-E-A. G-E-A. <laughs> uh, that's Exhibit. Uh, I think he played County Minor for Wicklow. But, uh, G-E-A, lads. Um, comings and goings in Sligo are happening. Uh, we broke some news. Was it Friday night? Was that Saturday? Saturday night. Saturday. Yeah. Martin Bjog, working Bjog, Martin McHugh has been nominated by a club in the county to be the next senior football manager. Interesting um, development. Um, interesting. I know people. a lot of people were looking at his uh, recent experience. Um, from what I've heard, his son Mark might be on the ticket with him as the coach. Um, I think he was with Sligo, or for Man of Minors this year. Could be with the seniors, but uh, yeah, interesting one. Yeah, it'll be certainly a bit different, as you say. I think he's been out of the game now for a while. I assume he managed Kilcarra at some point, didn't he? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. He, 97, he won uh, the last Cavan. He's no longer the last Cavan manager to win Ulster. And won a few couple of Sigursons with here, did he? He was with... He, did, he wasn't the manager when IT won the Sigerson. Um It was later on, I think, he wasn't managed. It, yeah. There was a... I, I can't think who was the manager. I'm nearly sure it wasn't him. Anyways, yeah. It's, he's probably been out a little while, but... Um, yeah, so he's he's been named. Um, John McEntee as well. Tony McEntee, sorry, his twin brother. Um, he would have been the Armagh fella. He would have won uh, All-Ireland playing for Armagh and two club All-Ireland's managing Cross McLean. Um, he coached me off years ago when Rochford was there. And, okay, so Joe Keane, who trained Sligo the last two years from Cross Malina, he was involved with him then. And he's been kept on, supposedly, by Sligo. Well, the players, after Paul Taylor left, asked could the county board approach Joe Keane keep him on as trainer now I don't know how that works because a new manager might want a different trainer but supposedly now I was in the Irish Examiner today the McEntee and Keane know each other from their Mio time and they're keen to link up excuse the pun um, with McEntee Tony as the senior manager of Sligo so that would be a big name I suppose and of course Eamon O'Hara said I said he on the Ball Talk podcast he said um, said he was offered it two years ago yeah I don't know but he said he's given his interest and Mike Solon who was the he managed Mio to another 21 title a few years ago he's supposed to be on his ticket um, and so, have we got it is it O'Hara Jerry McGowan or just O'Hara I think it's just O'Hara from what I see from what I've heard now that's just what yeah, I've heard yeah. but um, so we might be looking at I thought tri- I saw off the ball that Jerry McGowan was mentioned with him for the right yeah well I, like Jerry's been mentioned anyways because of the five titles they've won a row so no good being on his ticket oh right it. okay yeah, yeah, so yeah. it'll be O'Hara McGowan double with Mike Solon as their coach is it um, very interesting. So suddenly it's it's became like big names are coming in. Bit of a yeah. triple trap match there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Helen is hell. Can we get that out of the way? Helen is hell. I'd be one way to raise funds. I'd pay a lot of money. I'd pay a lot of money to see Poor Martin McHugh. We, <laughs> we could commentate on it. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> McHugh was Ray Mysterio there. <laughs> 619 in era. Mark can be Eddie Guerrero. Who would O'Hara be? Batista. Yeah, yeah. He's a good Batista. Sorry. On a tangent there. If you're looking for a serious GA talk <laughs> head over to our GA podcast um, so that's a lot in Kevin Johnson was um, Kevin Johnson ex Ballon Tubber manager Eastern Harris man um, he's been involved with a good, good few years but he managed uh, Ballon Tubber to two in Romeo and the loss this year he left them he 
hasn't been approached yet, as far as I know. I had my sources contact him the other <laughs> night. So no one's approached him yet, as far as I know. He he's Paul Taylor's cousin, actually. Ballon Tubber. Ballon Tubber, yeah. Uh, one, two in a row. He's a, he's a very... Um, he's made a very good name for himself he's around, around yeah, the big time, yeah. big time around Connacht and Galway and he used to be a great barman the hole in the wall as well um, hole in the wall it was the hole in the wall yeah Galway yeah 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 yeah. Oh, he's made he's, a, he's he's nearly a Galway man now but then I heard see I heard as well see the rumour mill gee is everywhere that Saul Taylor were looking for him for a club so I don't know but as as far as I know as we go tonight he has been approached Reference and Sligo um, but yeah no seriously um, taking the hell in the cell out of it um, some serious <laughs> names there yeah, like interesting developments. Um, I suppose. People see potential. But I think yeah. it's going to be done sooner. I, I think it'll be done sooner rather than later because of the fact you've seen how quickly uh, Loud jumped on Mickey Hart. Um, it's the season now for because the names are out there and we forget it's not like being knocked out of championship in June or July and wait you have six months. Like yeah. the, the, there's talk that the intercounty is going to start again in February, so you nearly want to get back training again. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so. They'll, they'll have to make a jump there soon enough, but we don't know if Brendan Leonard, the chairman, is going to be the chairman by the time that rolls around. That's another news. Comings and goings. Um, Sean Carroll, who's a Clarestown Hill man, club made own, has been nominated by Cluna Cool, I think, to run against him for chairman. Brendan Leonard's been county chairman the last two years, the Tour de Strand man. So I'm not sure when convention is actually, but that's that's a bit of news there as well. Um, Cluna Cool, huh? They nominated him, yeah. Um, Cluna Cool runnings. Uh, the old movie um, so yeah I don't know what's going to happen there um, I don't know what difference it makes to any managerial points I, I presume none because I presume there's just a managerial committee set up so uh, yeah there's a bit bit, bit going on off the pitch um, nothing on the club scene in terms of managerial uh, appointments I don't think um, I've seen someone text me there and didn't read it um, no no uh, no one there. <laughs> no, it's something completely wrong. Um, so, club-wise, around the county, nothing happening, but a bit of shuffling going on with the management. Uh, did you watch the games the weekend, lads? Some some upsets? Some upsets, yeah. Humble well, actually, I don't think Tipperary was an upset. Too much of an upset, to be honest. I couldn't believe the price and how written off to her. I quoted you that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Big win. Cavan, no, didn't Cavan, see. Yeah, I wouldn't have, yeah, I couldn't have your money on Cavan now, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, um, I, just, I don't just believe their own <coughs> hyper... I don't know. All oh, credit to Cavan now, in fairness. Like, yeah. but, they uh, seem to have them. I know Donegal only kind of made hay when Cavan had their men black carded and did extra men. So, um, very f- um, huge win. Um, their, their reward yeah. <laughs> is a game against the Dubs. I know, I think they, they went in today and asked, could the game be changed? They've well, said they want to play in Crow Park. Yeah. Navin suggested, was it? Navin. Uh, in fact, they, they, when they played. Dublin in the nineteen when they got the 1920 semi final that was in Navin the semi final. Um, <laughs> There's no reason if the Cavan lads like because I've seen a few Dublin people on Twitter saying oh sure like you know nearly kind of basically saying oh sure the Cavan lads would love to play in Crow Park which which might be true in front of sixty thousand people but yeah I don't I don't like well what did they want they, I, I like the majority of them now have played in Crow Park this stage because they were in the the quarter final a few years back and they played league final too yeah yeah like. You want your best shot at... Well, yeah, you, it's about winning at this stage, I think. For yeah. And they're happy, they'll be happy to win Ulster today, but it's about training now to, be, to take on the dubs and... Look, just get the dubs out of Croker and it, it does... There is there is statistical evidence that they are, are not bite, beating teams as much when they're out of Crow Park. Like, Saturday night was a farce. I was pissed off at football Saturday night to the Dublin Me game. Yeah, I mean, where do you go from that? Like, it's not the Dublin players' fault at all, yeah. and they are absolutely 
fantastic. They used to play with putting the front of them. But it's just a level an unlevel playing field. Do you think drop. you're pulling up in games? No. <laughs> That's they're, they're just so but, I, I don't, I I don't say, think they but are. But I watching them the other <laughs> night. You I think? always feel like they're two hand passes away from scoring Both a goal. From our goal. Oh, you mean that? Pff, maybe, but I think they're awful clinical. Like they're 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 a machine. Like they, yeah, no. Remember the way like people used to talk with the All Blacks a few years back, and they were saying the Dubs are yeah. another level completely in terms of what they do with their sport. It's, yeah, they're yeah. just they're so driven. Is it just because there's fellas coming behind them in other place they're going to be taken? Like, like what is driving a lot of them players at this minute? I don't know. Like they've won five in a row. Some of them have seven All Irelands. Brian Fenton hasn't lost a championship match. Never, no. Um, like clocks in his 16 Lancer titles and driven as ever. Like, um, so John Cannell and the ex West Mead player come out and yeah, look, I, I don't I, like the facts he said. Aren't, yeah. aren't aren't everyone knows them already? So I, is there going to be change? What's the change though? What is the solution? I don't. I, do, I definitely don't know. More funding and support for the for the grassroots. How long is that? That could be twenty. Well, you did say it's a long process. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, well just, something has to change. Split, can't keep split Dublin. I don't think that's. No, I wouldn't oh. say. Split, I wouldn't even say split in Dublin. Like at the end of the day. You know, it's um, you're looking at 15 people getting on a pitch. So, like, I don't think the pop, like, obviously Dublin have a bigger pick, pick, pick within the population, but you only have to get 15 people on the pitch. Yeah. So, like, I thought, like, basically in 2004, there was a special task force set up to, you know, to promote the games within Dublin itself. Like they must, they'll have to do some sort of investment around the country or something similar. Yeah. It's investment in the coaching, yeah. though. That was the big thing, wasn't Wait it? Wait till they get good at Harlem. That's not that far down the line either. Probably not. And Eddie Brennan could be heading there. Rumour is he left Leash today, so he'd be a big boost for them as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, like, what? Like, are you going to get GPO, the game promotion officers, into all these schools, Rome, me, blah, blah? Is it going to make that much of a difference? The population isn't there, anyways. Like, well, I, not, uh, I, don't, I don't think, like, if you look at populations, like, say, <coughs> Tyrone wouldn't have a huge playing population no. given the demographics of the county. At the end of the day, you only have to put 15 people on the pitch. Now, I know, look, standards lifting in clubs or whatever would make, it does make a big difference. But at the end of the day, it's only getting, it's about, well, maybe 30 these but days. But Dublin have, Dublin's, like, Kilmacud have a, an outrageous, I think they have more members in their club or something, I don't Kilmacud than Leitrim have yeah. in the county. But even, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something ridiculous. take a couple of years ago in the club from Longford, the half part. Yeah, Molinacta, Mickey Graham, who yeah. won with Cav and he's saying, like, they show club football maybe, is that, it's not the way to go, but it is, is, what am I trying to say? I don't. I've actually just don't know what I'm trying to say. I have no solution. Yeah. <laughs> and I like. I don't believe in. There's talk about splitting them in four, but I think that devalues it all for them. Like who? Like would you? If you were living, where's the place in North Dublin? Fingers. Would you support North Dublin? North, as opposed, yeah. As passionately as you support Dublin. No, exactly. Yeah, again, no, like, like, I, I don't. I, like, would you? Would you? Uh, if you're a player, would you go as hard? Maybe someone, but would everyone? Yeah, it's it's not, you're, I, you're wiping out 120 years of history if yeah, you yeah. split it. No, so. I, I, I don't think splitting it's the answer too, but... Um, you and McKenna does. We're uh, <laughs> the Bowl Ewan. Um, there's got to be some sort of way to... Like, I was, I said it to you the other day. <clears throat> like, you go back to, I'd say... I've always said that there should be a Division 1A, Division 1B, Division 2A, Division 2B, because it gives the weaker counties a better opportunity. In 2001... The four Division One semi-finalists were Galway, Mayo, Sligo, and Roscommon. Yeah, we lost to Sligo, Roscommon, and Hyde Park. Yeah. So between ninety, I just think in between ninety-seven and 05, Now I know it's probably us looking back, but I felt like that was kind of like a peak time of Gaelic. Like you're looking at like Westmead were winning uh, Leinster, Leash, Leash won yeah. Leinster. Yeah. Do you know Tipperary and Limerick were regularly putting up to Kerry and Cork. Well, Limerick you know, won a few Quarter Ireland quarterfinals. Yeah, time, and right? you know you had, you had Ulster then were like Toronto and Armagh were only emerging at that stage. Do you know? 
I just think like Fermanagh got to an All-Ireland semi-final in 2004 four, yeah. <coughs> and should have beat Mio. Yeah, like uh, 2009, Antrim put it up to Kerry. The year Sligo should have beat them. You know, there was, <laughs> I just think it, it was more of a fair system. I, I like granted. The GFs created a monster, really. Yeah, like I don't think the problem is the difference between who be the eighth best county. Uh, Monaghan, Monaghan. I don't think the problem is the difference between yeah. Monaghan and Sligo. I think the, the problem is the difference between Dublin and Monaghan. Yeah, well, it's between Dublin and the rest. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's not yeah. even like but, like them games. People around with Kerry coming near them. The games against Kerry, I I know they only drew the final last year, but did a man. There were fourteen men. Fourteen men. And Kerry yeah. couldn't put them away. And then the replay, they were completely comfortable. Like they've dished out a few kind of six point hammerings to Kerry, even like yeah, and thrown in the All Ireland a couple of years ago. Yeah, as well, but that was the game was over. Now, the only thing I would say is that in fairness, up until twenty, like Mayo should have won a couple of Irelands that they won. Should have, yeah. You know, another kind of if they had made the breakthrough in 2012 or 2014, I think they would have bet Dublin. Dublin were there for the beating, uh, taken a couple of times. Well, I'd say as well, they're, they're, as you said, they're 15 players, so they're going to be bet at some stage, no matter what. No matter what. Some yeah. circumstances are going to get them bet at some stage. But does that does that one defeat make up for it all? No. So there's no. going to have to be something. I, 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 I actually take said, over the cracks. Just there's no, the, I don't, I don't know. Is, is it funding? Maybe it is. So I leave it at that we'll see there's a lot of people giving out with the those but I can't fault the players they're excellent oh you definitely can't fault the players <laughs> no, no, no no but people some people do seem to begrudge the players like they, they're not yeah they're out in the field and they're breaking their balls they're giving playstations during the week yeah but Aidan no, O'Shea got a playstation as well like. okay so how do I get a playstation yeah. don't know get your PS2 <laughs> <laughs> um, right going to come back rugby Roscoe oh here we go they weren't happy a bit of push and shove plenty of feeling what we need to see is some leadership from you, okay? What we don't need you to do is come and push players after the whistle, okay? Okay. It's not respect. Yeah. I'm playing for my country. I understand that, respect. but let us deal with it. We don't yeah. need you as the captain coming okay. in. Let's show some leadership. Zinzan Brook, we're back at rugby. Roscoe, how are you? Uh, International-wise, busy. Uh, what have you got, local-wise? Local-wise, um, Stephen Cairns came off the bench for Connacht at the weekend. They were playing Zebra over in uh, Parma, so Stephen got the last 20 minutes of the match. It was uh, a good bonus point win for Connacht. Um, so good to see Stephen there getting back in at the in the, in the professional side and getting some minutes and he had, he had a good impact and he came off the bench as well. Always brings a lot of uh, a lot of energy. Um, his passing was really good and he got stuck in. So well done, Stephen. It was a good performance uh, locally. We're, we're just running our Sligo, your club, your country competition at the moment. It's uh, there's some good prizes there. So if anyone in the club is listening to What's this, that now, Sorry, there's just a, the IRFU every year runs a, a, a raffle competition with some really good prizes, and it's um it's, it's a good way for all the clubs then to sell sell it to the members so they get to keep the the, the raffle. Uh, money and it's rate. not unknown sometimes <laughs> for the organisers of the raffle to actually <laughs> win the raffle. Happening a lot lately, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> But yeah, if anyone's out there, uh, you can buy a couple for Christmas presents. There's uh, links Very up good. on the club Facebook page. Um, schools Rugby, just an, saw an email today that there's a meeting tonight. They're hoping to resume the, the competition there um, for the new year. So that's good news for people <coughs> in the schools, hoping to get back playing a bit of ball. Are you still the um, Summerhill man? I'm still helping out with Summerhill, yeah. But they've uh, a good few lads up there. Jake Sexton, Ross Mannion, Gary O'Hare. Uh, big Joe Walsh is up there still. Jesus, yeah, I never well, told totally, totally he crossed the divide he, from the grammar. The divide from the grammar, yeah. So he's up there doing the juniors. And when did that happen? Oh, I think about four years ago now. Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh been here about three years, three four years now. He won the. He was coaching the under 14s His son now was in the school. Ah, um, right. And he won the Summerhill under 14s won the, the Connacht under 14s last year. So it was the first. It was a nice bit of si- senior silverware. Do you remember him. the original grammar Summerhill oh, match, Marty? Stop. <laughs> stop. That's a, that's actually you could make a podcast on that. 
That one game, that was wild. That was it was outrageous. It yeah. actually was outrageous. Outrageous carry on up there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Were you on the bench that there something Ross? No, for I wasn't playing. And, uh, you were young enough, like yeah, we were still I was fifteen, I was still junior. You were still junior sergeant. Yeah, yeah. We were Jesus we were in fourth, I think. Rodriguez Same. got some abuse. Oh, Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. That was outrageous. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, um, that's it really. There was a... What do you think of the Ireland game? Very, very frustrated with the Ireland game. Turgid yeah. performance. Just like, what's the definition of... I have it wrote down here of insanity. It's <laughs> yeah. doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. I actually wrote that down here because yeah, you know, we're one the same. Mind. But it's just like England played the exact same way they've played the last couple of times and we, we, we kept running the, the same patterns at them. You know, we didn't look for space. When you tried a little bit of difference to chip, we scored a try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I said that in the group on just, Saturday. Just, 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 just chat, do something different, yeah. you know, like do what they aren't expecting. But I think Eddie Jones, like he's just so cute, you know, he just, he, he knew we didn't have it in us. He didn't have to be cute, I he think. He just sat though. back, just sat back and defended. He knew we wouldn't be put under pressure. But it's amazing even when we, when we had a free hit. That, like, yeah. no, look, I know yeah. I got the try, I yeah. nearly scored the try, Chris Farrell, when it was kicked through. But like, even with free hits, yeah. to still <coughs> take the ball and run into them. Oh, still, yeah. England's only scored 18 points. Like, that should yeah. be winning the game of rugby internationally, really. They were gifted. Well, from my limited rugby knowledge, like, it seems to be the go to now is that you have to go for seven, have to go kick for the corner. Yeah. We were the saying second, that the second three, try yeah, never yeah. happens if Ross Byrne kicks the penalty. It's only yeah. five three at that point. Even stage. if he misses it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. happen. But I suppose like the thing about it is, and go back to this, the same thing over and over again, like it's the same against France. Like, okay, it was the line out, the, the malfunction in, in, you know, five meters yeah. out from the line. Like seven, six, seven, eight, maybe even without. They lost, Five meters out? Yeah, I'd say they lost 70, 80% of their, their attacking lineouts um, in serious positions. Like, it's so hard to, to get to those positions. And um, that's the hard work is getting up there, you know, and then not being able to come away with points. Um, you look at all the good teams in the, in the world. Like, Indian, any sniff they got, they were converting chances. So, you know, yeah, I, but it's just, you know, I thought James Ryan, he's a fantastic player, phenomenal, but just lineout calling just doesn't seem to be going there for him. But I know you need to put people into these environments and they learn and they get their experience from it. But I just thought it was a bit much for him to be captain and, and lineout calling. Um, because that, that Who was had their Romani? Um, yeah, O'Mahony, yeah. Um, O'Mahony, I think. Stander? St- St- no, Stander wouldn't really be a, a, a line of color. Right, right, right. But uh, look, it was, you know, it was England were just something else. It was only 11 point loss, but it felt like 50 points watching it. So, Oh, it was an 11 point hammering. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, was, it, it was so, um, it flattered them, the scoreline. So. Got our lock of the weekend, though. Got a lock of the weekend. Sorry, yeah. your, your lock of the weekend. <laughs> um, but look, yeah, frustrating. But just, you know. Georgia this weekend. Georgia this weekend. Um, I said just mix it up a little bit, bring in, bring in some players. And then it's going to be probably a third, fourth place type game, is it? The next yeah. weekend, isn't it? Who's on the other side of the. Like France is on the other side, isn't it? Well, it's all. It's a bit it's just, it's there's no, Fiji. There's no, yeah, there's no. Fiji pulled out. Yeah. Uh, so, something ridiculous. Like 28 players of the squad tested positive. <laughs> yeah, not even one or two. Like the. The majority of the squad. So, uh, although I, I had a, I had a tenor on a Toje man of the match now, so that was a, a bit of a silver lining from from, from the game. Um, um, yeah. So that's it, really. Disappointing. For me. Disappointing. Um, you were chatting to Sean Henry Ross. Uh, Sean, describe me. Played underage rugby with us, a curry yeah. man. Uh, successful curry. professional career cut short. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Sean um, played with us under eighteen. He went on to a very successful UL Bowes team. They won all Ireland's at under twenty levels. Um, they had players like JJ Hanrahan. David Kilcoyne, uh, Tommy O'Donnell, Colin um, Sheridan from Sligo is down there as well. Um, very successful team, uh, called into the Munster Academy, um, then eventually made his debut for Munster. Uh, played at Munster for a couple of seasons um, and then had an opportunity to come back to Connacht. So he was involved with Connacht and Pat Lamb's first season. Um, when they had some famous days, they won over in, um, in Toulouse for, one of the, for the first time ever. And Toulouse hasn't, hadn't lost a European game in years. So I just caught up with Sean just to have a bit of a chat about his career. So we might just put a little bit of it up now. 
um, and then we actually might release the full um, yeah, interview. Yeah, let's, let's have a quick separately. listen here to a few minutes, and we're going to put out uh, the full podcast later on, the full interview later on during the week. Here's Sean Henry and Ross. With um, the Connacht opportunity came, like I mean, w- that, that was obviously a bit of a, a, a dream coming back to the, the club, your your home province, and um, I suppose would it be fair to say that's where you felt you found your your best form and, and, and kind of started to really break out. Yeah, well, I went away that off season, you know, looking back my time in Munster and, and kind of, you know, trying to take the, all the great things I learned off all the great players down there. And I, I love my time in Munster, nothing but good things to say about it. But as I said, I, I probably didn't um, in some ways have enough of an edge about me or I kind of kind of lost my way a little bit towards the end of it. So I was so determined by the time I came to Connacht that I wasn't going to make that mistake. And truth be told, from a coaching point of view, it was probably a bit of a nightmare um, in, in certain aspects because I just had, you know, I was like, look, this is my last chance at this thing. Yeah. I really want to do everything I had. And and it was, it was it, it had started to pay off, you know. I, I went up there in really good shape and uh, and, and it, was, it, was, it was paying dividends, you know. Um, I loved it up there. It was a good time. Like Pat had just came. Been was it Pat's first season, was it? Yeah, Pat's first season. So I came in with Pat and um, we clashed a little bit at the start, I think. Yeah. Know, he had certain ways, you know. He's got his views. He had certain views and I had certain views. And, you know, when it came to like, you know, weight and, and, and size and this kind of stuff, I'd gone that gauntlet before with, with Rob Penny and I just yeah. very kind of knew what worked for me. So, so I suppose you know, just to kind of, just to tease that out a little bit, Shawnee, like you would have come from like the Munster style of rugby. And I, I know Sean Penny was trying to play a bit more of an expansive game. Um, so that should have nearly sedged right well for you going into a Pat Lamb style. Because I know Pat Lamb, in his first year there, he really focused on the skills. He brought in skills coaches and, and you know, he wanted people walking around with a, with a ball 24-7. Um, so, like, how was that a challenge for you to play in those wide channels? Or, or how did you find that? Um, I found it okay because we, we, we'd kind of had a... We'd had a um we had had a kind of a, a sampler of it, as I said, with Rob Penny before. So for me, it wasn't... It wasn't anything new, but at the same time, he would mix and match it a little bit. So there was a chance yeah. for me to get involved on the other side. Um, I think the good thing is that they were willing to use, you know, <clears throat> put me in certain situations from a defensive point of view too, which worked for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms of uh, off kickoffs and, and, and at the tail of lineouts and stuff. So um, it was, they, they, they kind of, it was the same kind of system, but they put a little bit of a tailored you know, tweak on it, you know, and you yeah. saw that with Downey in the second row, George Neupu, people like that that had specific yeah. skills. To... Yeah, they were able to play ball. And I mean, it was a, an incredible journey for Connacht, obviously, that, that culminated in their, their, their pro 12 victory over Leinster. Um, but to kind of go back into kind of your days at Connacht, um, it was really the start of a, a change in the province. You know, there was a lot of hard work done that Pat Lambs acknowledged in those first year or two um, that, that set the foundation for, for that success. Um, and I suppose that Heineken Cup campaign of 2013 um, would have been like really when you were really, really coming into form. And um, you'd Saracens, Vibre, and obviously Toulouse. And we'll talk about Toulouse now in a few minutes. But you were you, you got a start against Saracens. You, 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 like you were we were heavily involved in that campaign. What's your memories of it? Yeah, well, that's kind of that was kind of really my best form really at that level. Um, yeah, we played Saracens at home. We ran them close. I want to say it was nineteen thirteen or nineteen fifteen or something like that. Um, and it was the first time when you kind of got up to that level and felt okay. Yeah, sure, I can. You know, this is this is doable. We backed that up with a win in Toulouse, and we I think we did double over Zebra. Um, yeah, that was that was really where I started to find my form. Truth be told, and just again working closely with the coaches and everything. I think one thing too that that is not underestimated is the job that Willie Ruan has uh, done. Yeah, absolutely. The, the CEO, he's really done an excellent job. Um, 
behind the scenes too and it really it really all flows as one you can't you know have great on the field and you know behind the field if you just look at the product throughout both on and off the pitch right now from where it was it's it's unrecognizable so um it's an important thing to kind of log i think you know and a lovely, um, brand, a lovely brand of rugby been played too so I suppose when you're breaking into that team, it was the likes of Robbie Henshaw, uh, Karen Marmion, you know, they, they were quite young back then, but I mean, was there, could you tell there was a, something a bit special about them back then? Oh yeah, yeah, no question, no question. I think, you know, when you, when you think about them both, definitely with Marmion, like his, his mentality stands out, he's quite a quiet guy, but then you get him on the pitch and he's as hard as they come, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's so and then I think with Robbie, I, one thing I didn't realise, I'd obviously seen him play, but I didn't realize his combination of just his size and his 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 speed and his footwork. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. You're looking at him and you're kind of going, Jesus, he's much bigger up close than you you think he is. Um, yeah. But then also again, quiet kind of guy, and then you get him on the field and he's barking around. So I was pretty. It was pretty obvious that those guys, you know, those guys were 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 definitely playing at a very high level when you arrived. And it was a nice mix as well uh, when you got there. First of all, uh, Nathan White and Craig Clark. You know, yeah. two highly experienced fellas. Craig Clark, captain of the Chiefs, won a Super Rugby title. Uh, Nathan White had just pushed into the Irish squad. He was a Kiwi, obviously naturalised with Connacht, and you know he he went on and he he was he was quite a favourite of of Smith at the time as well. Um, you know, them lads must have been, gave you some good experiences as well working alongside them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we we did we did a great little click going there between Brett Wilkins and myself, and and. Um, and, uh, and Nathan White, and, and also like you know the likes of Jay Harris Rice and, and and that like we 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 a really tight group and um, yeah Craig Clark I think it's just such a shame we didn't get to play more together because he was such a he was already six seven or whatever he was yeah. but he was long six seven so he was a he would have shown a few darts to him nicely yeah <laughs> um, but uh, yeah those two guys were great and they just brought a nice you know they brought a nice balance to the squad but as a squad in in general we were very close you know you had Andrew Brown you had Willie Falloon you had um you had all these great guys that we we you know and we just spent a ton of time you know together when we weren't even playing we'd go play cards or do whatever during the day so it was a pretty tight knit unit and it wasn't surprising that they went on to have you know success in the following the following year and I suppose to look back in the Connacht time so what what would have been your fondest memories of which, which matches stand out to you um, definitely the Saracens, even though we, we, we lost the Saracens game at home was definitely the one where it kind of felt, you know, like we could do a bit of damage here. To lose away, I'd love to say it, but I'd be honest, I don't really remember a lot of it. I, <laughs> I, I decided to try and take uh, Guthrie Steenkamp one-on-one, you know, uh, off the first kickoff and was kind of out of position and he ran straight over the top of me. So, um, I... And there's some, but I don't some massive... That. I mean, there were some massive names that Toulouse team. Like Guy Noves, obviously, is an absolute legend of of, of French rugby. Pick a mold, like, you know, Doucetoir. It was in the French captain at the time as well. Uh, Jose Gare. Like, I mean, it was this. It was an absolute, you know, Real Madrid of of rugby teams at the time as well. I think they hadn't yeah. lost a game in five years. Um, in in the Heineken Cup at home when you went there and put that result up on them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think our game plan was spot on, though. Pat had, Pat had quite a unique game plan going into that, that really one that I hadn't really considered much of before or seen many people try and implement. And um, it, it worked a treat. And I think we, you know, we kind of got off to a good start and we, our basics were really good, our fundamentals were good. And you do those things away from home, you always have a shot. So um, I think they probably underestimated us, to, to be told. So yeah. um, I think I should take advantage of that. But um yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. They're probably. They were probably obviously the big ones. You know what I mean. Those, those ones were pretty good. 
It'll be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. Okay, lads, um, luck of the week time. Uh, disappointing last week. Uh, only two, only two of our horses left the left the stable. Left the stalls. stalls. That's the one I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you listen to that interview with Derek? I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so Marty, you're you're almost void because Rovers didn't go on. But over to you. What have we got for this week? Oh, so this week uh, it's Bonanzaville, is what I call it. Um, <laughs> we're going for it. Yeah, we're going for it actually this week. Uh, so I was going to point out before I say this, Ross has picked a, a big price selection, but he is three from three in his own personal selections. So Ross, over to you. Yeah, no, just getting a few texts in. I've been very safe. Um, so I just, with that in mind, I said I would just try and uh, pull something a little bit higher out of the bag. Uh, so this week it is rugby again. I, I can't get too far away from that. I'm going to go for a very emotional and go on, fired Barcelona. Up. Sorry, go on. <laughs> and Barcelona have just scored there, so I think that's doing doing well for us in a bit of our side hustles here. Um, I'm happy with Braithwaite that. Braithwaite with the, with the goal. Uh, who knows? The giant Gonzalez. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to go for a fired up, emotional... Uh, Argentina to be leading the All Blacks at half time and then to just run out of steam and the All Blacks to, to pull ahead and get a pretty comprehensive win. So Argentina half time, New Zealand full time. And that is at the minute that's six to one, so that's a big price there. Uh Edo, you're yeah. going for the hurling. I'll go Gia, I'll go hurling again, although I let us let let the side down last week. Um I kind of ruled the price and I'm kinda going with it again. Call it to beat Limerick. Now Limerick have been sensational so far and luck unstoppable physicality wise. Crow Park might be a bit different. Um, I got we're, we're good against Wexford not so well they were okay against Kilkenny but lost but um, they came to a tough one against Tip when it looked like they mightn't at the weekend so they're a big price for me as well so I'm going to go Galway yeah and Galway are currently 2-1 to one at the minute and then to round it off um, I've gone for uh, Premiership football on Saturday it's uh, Everton at 10-11 to 11 at home to Leeds so that one, you can take it to the bottle bank and that will give you a 39.09 to 1. So Wow. This is, yeah, we've gone, we've we've gone, gone big, big here. Yeah. Jesus. We'll be coming in next week if that comes in. No, that will that will pay for a new Studio Master 3000. <laughs> <laughs> well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Um, so yeah. that's, that's Smooth Jimmy. Smooth Jimmy, 39 to 1. Let's go. Right, dancer lads. Oh, the Sligo, Sligo dancer. There's a Kaylee. Okay, welcome back. Last bit, lads. Lego dancer time. Marty, you're three from three, and you might run away with it this week again. Um, it's fine there. You have to get in here quick, which yeah. don't tell anyone who you're picking. Um, Mandarin coach Curry this week. Or last week. Last Who's week, this yeah. week? That's three from three. Um, I suppose I better just mention before that we're nominating this on Tuesday night, just in case Rovers win tomorrow yeah, night. Yeah, big, big thing there. Yeah, so I've... Uh, Someone to score a hat-trick tomorrow night. I'm going to go... I, I assume I'm going to make it four in a row. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, after last week's interview with me, Dara Keenan wrote a double at Linkfield on Saturday. Um, and Good to get two winners on a Saturday for him. And yeah, a simple selection for me is uh, Dara Keenan for my... Uh, Answer of the week. Right. Um, I went for Tansy last week for getting the jocks. A very poor response from the Tansy camp. <laughs> Disappointed with that. <laughs> um, I was going to go for Niall Carnine, the bowl Niall on Twitter for... Uh, that was a great piece of... Uh, beating the bookies, William Hill. Yeah. Um, That's a fair nomination. But yeah. no, I'm not. Sorry. Uh, Mona McSharry. She was superb in Tennessee, by all accounts, at the Tennessee Invitational Meet last weekend. Um, she's really shown her prowess in the pool and her time of 58-28 the third fastest in the history of the whole programme. Um, 
So Mona um, McSharry, future Olympian, I'm sure, is my Sligo dancer of the week. Ross. Okay, so this week I was just doing a little bit of research, just doing, doing a little bit of look online on Twitter to see what Sligo-related people we could, we could look towards. And uh, something popped up that caught my eye. It is the Snug Project Ireland. Uh, so what that is basically, it is a, a calendar has been made featuring some of the best snugs in Ireland. All right. Um, so Connolly's and O'Connor's... Um, Two entries from Sligo with um, some some nice photos of their <coughs> of their snugs, uh, just which some beautiful looking shots. Yeah, which uh, Conley snug is in it? It is top left, or just when you just come in the right. Hour, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the and it's for the alone charity. Um, all all the funds raised are going towards that, so a good cause. Excellent, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the uh, O'Connellys and O'Connor snugs, and we might share the link for the calendar on our Twitter page. Yeah, so we'll have the. Delve out two pairs of white fronts to the lads in Connolly's and O'Connor's if they pull through there. Yeah, I can't see um, anything wrong with that. That's good dancing, lads. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's uh, that's my lot for the week. Yeah, it's that's wrap, it. Yeah. Um, we're going to... Rustlers a go. Rustlers for dinner all week. And hopefully Rovers do the business tomorrow night. Well, hopefully they've done the business by now. By now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up right. the Rovers. Up the Rovers. I'm going back to where the beach is near. Oh, the beer is to you. There's plenty of other women out of the crowd. Well, I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be forfeiting the championship match. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Gary Clyde and Clyde is clearing out over the fence. Oh, he's definitely the card, Henry. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.